0: Hey, educator family, happy holidays. I hope you're coming back well-rested, ready to jump back in and be there for your little kiddos or your big kiddos or your teens or colleagues, whoever you're working with. Today is a bonus episode. So I'm considering doing a Monday Mindset Matters. And this would be Mindset Matters and a Monday Mindset. And so what it would be would be a quick five to ten minute little episode that would just give you a tip for the day. And it would give you a chance to ponder something on your way to work if you wish to listen to it. Just a little nugget to kind of help you be the best that you can be in the classroom for your kids and for yourself. I would love to be able to encourage you in your work and as you're moving forward. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Society's Child Podcast, where we have real conversations about being a trauma responsive educator in the midst of a significant mental health crisis. Hi, I'm Trish Senczak a former educator, compassion advocate, and Jesus lover, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Are you feeling confuzzled about your students' behavior and needs? You're not alone. If trauma-informed strategies leave you wondering, what's next, don't worry. My friend, I've been there too. As a foster mom and a child of complex trauma mixed with my experience as a teacher, It's led me to finding a compassionate, whole-child approach that's evidence-based, practical, and transformational, and I'm so eager to share it with you. Whether you want to connect with your students on a deeper level, create a trauma-sensitive environment, or you just need a little bit of encouragement or support, you're in the right place. So grab a drink, a pen, or your earbuds, and let's work together to create a safe and student-attuned trauma-responsive school culture. Society's children need you. So let's get started. I have to tell you, it has been such an exciting week as a launch week or first week of this podcast. We've had many, many reviews. We've had feedback, suggestions. I'm thrilled that you're along for the journey with me. Many of you have shared the podcast. Many of you have shared it on your social media. You've jumped in to our educator group, and you've just been part of this exciting launch, and I want to give you a personal thank you for that. Getting this podcast and information out and getting this jumpstart is just so meaningful to me. I really have been sitting here all week touched. I've been really touched by the reviews that have been coming in and seeing the feedback and hearing what people are saying. I want to share just a few of them with you. Here's one from Elaine E.G. and she says, Finally, real info for real situations that I deal with every day. Love this highly recommend to all my educator friends and all who work with kids. Thank you, Elaine. That means a lot to me, especially knowing that this is real and that you're relating to this information. That is just super meaningful to me. Another person who came in and commented was Allie's Mom 10. And she says, this podcast is needed so much. As an adoptive mom, I believe it is so important to understand children's behavior as a symptom of what's happening inside as a result of trauma. Thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you, Allie's Mom 10. That means a lot to me because that is the core of what I really want people to see as educators, looking at our children and their behavior as a symptom of what's going on inside. That is so important. And I think if we could all do that, that right there is, if we could do that across the campuses, that's one of the main goals of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And the last review I want to share with you is from my two freed sons. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but she says, or this person says, so many times I see my students hurting and I do not know how to help. I'm looking forward to listening to future episodes from this wonderful lady who has lived in trauma as a child and is now helping others deal with their trauma. She loves Jesus and comes at this with this subject with a godly outlook. Yes and amen and that's exactly where I am and so thank you for acknowledging that because that is true to my heart. I really just want to help spread some of the compassion that Jesus had as he walked this earth and some of the ways that he dealt with people. And that's the lessons that I really want to be able to help you as educators put forth in your situation as you go to work every single day. So all week as I, as these reviews came in and as I was reading them, I've been moved because of your confidence in this stuff and the fact that you're listening and that, you um really are sh- are sharing with me that this is needed, and I felt very blessed and excited about how God is going to use this passion and this podcast. and I've also felt very honored that you're actually here listening to me, listening to me. I'm just a mama, a wife, a normal everyday person like every single one of you, and you're listening and you're saying you want this and you're saying that it's helpful. That to me is such a huge blessing. And I am so humbled. I'm so, so humbled. So thank you, sweet friends. Thank you for this acknowledgement and this affirmation that what we're here for is the right thing. So let's get on to why you're here. I want to give you a little bit of encouragement today. First, let's listen to my new teacher friend, Stacy, as she shares something from her heart about the hope in all of what we're trying to do
1: here. My name is Stacy Rogers. I'm an educator with 29 years experience. I currently teach first grade. One of the greatest challenges educators face is behavioral issues with students and lack of parental and administrative support. I had the opportunity to teach for six years at a campus that housed two social emotional behavior units. That experience was very challenging It also gave me the training I needed to approach all students with a trauma-responsive mindset. I now strive to make my classroom environment a safe place for all students. My students know in our classroom every feeling's okay as long as it's expressed in a safe way. I know many educators will say they do not have time to do those things in their classrooms. I have found that making time for trauma-based practices takes away the other time-consuming negative behaviors. Many adults, including myself, do not realize that they grew up in a trauma-filled environment. I truly believe that SEL and trauma-based responsive education can change the world one child at a time. Imagine a world full of adults that were taught as a child to express their emotions in a healthy, safe way. That's a world I wanna live in. It's a world that is worth my time as an educator. There is hope for change and trauma-based responsive education is the first step.
0: I thank you, Stacy, for sharing your heart with us and allowing me to share your words. It is so important that we can each help each other. This is not just coming from me. This is coming from everyone. We're all in this together. So what I love about what Stacy says is she mentions how a lot of people, we don't realize how we may have grown up in trauma-filled environments or how we're all dinged or we bring our stuff into the classroom, but it's It's awesome how she's talking about, let's imagine as adults, if we were able to create a world where these kids grow up to be adults and they're taught to express their emotions, that right there is another one of those things that it's the world that I envision we can live in. If we could all make the hard stuff normal conversation and we start talking about emotions more freely and recognizing them and acknowledging them then that comes to what she talks about in the end that hope for change there is the ability to change and I want to leave you here with something in this quick episode with one little thing that I learned from my recovery now to talk about my recovery a little bit more I feel like I went to a 12-step program to work on some of my emotional behavioral my hang-ups and my habits that just weren't what I really wanted them to be for me. And I got a chance to walk through the 12-step program in a way that was very in-depth. And throughout that program, I took a lot of nuggets away and I learned so much. And I will oft, you'll often hear me maybe throwing out one of those nuggets and how I apply it to teaching because I believe that everybody can use this wisdom across the board, no matter who we are. If you're feeling weary, overwhelmed, downtrodden, whatever your situation is with your job, or maybe it's just hard to live up to all the shoulds and the demands of what you do my friend, I want you to do this and commit this thought to your mind. Just do the next best thing. Okay. That may sound simple. It may sound overused. Sometimes life, especially in the teaching world, it just gets to be a bit overwhelming. You've got all kinds of little things happening in front of you, lots of energy, things going in and out. And you just, sometimes it's just hard to know what to do next. Well, I just want to encourage you to do the next best thing. And so What do I mean by that? Well, let me give you a few examples. You've had all the training. You've, you know, the professional development is in front of you and you kind of have this information kind of hanging over you in the back of your head. And maybe sometimes you don't know what to do with it. You don't know how to implement it. Well, if you have a child sitting in front of you that you just happen to notice that there's something in their eye that's shifted, just do the next best thing to make a connection. Maybe you've got a situation with a colleague or an administrator that's on replay in your head and maybe that is causing a lot of turmoil or it's causing angst or worry or you're worried about what they're thinking or worried about doing the right thing in your job or worried about what they're thinking about your next evaluation or whatever. Consider for yourself, what's the next best thing to do in this relationship? So my friend, I'm asking you to dig deep into your compassion teachings and take the next best step relationship and connection among our adults, as well as our kids, make for a better workplace. We have just as much responsibility among adults as we do expect and have out of our kids. So we have to own our side of the street. We have to look at our own side, and then we have to take care of our business on our side, go and repair that relationship, do what we need to do to let the compassion shine through and let that relationship build or let the chips fall where they may. Maybe God over the break has laid big dreams on your heart as a as your role as an educator or as an administrator or something. You you see something that you want to change. Maybe you see bigger needs for your campus where this trauma informed movement is and you want more on your campus, but you're too afraid to speak up and ask for it or initiate that. I want to encourage you just do the next best thing. Pray before you leap and ask God what he wants you to do next and ask God where he wants, what direction he wants you to go and take the next best step in whatever direction you're feeling compelled to go. Don't avoid it because avoiding it is stuffing it and that is not what we want to do. So I really want to encourage you, pray before you leap and take the next best step there you are my educator family i pray you stay teach and i can't wait to meet you again the next time we chat in the meantime make it a great day hey amazing educators thanks for tuning in if you found this episode helpful i'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review even better share this episode with a colleague and hey i'd love to connect with you on social media You can even join my Facebook group for some extra support and a dash of inspiration. I've left all the links in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, remember, you're not alone on this journey. You've got this. Keep making a difference and stay teach-tastic.